This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Being black and trans and a content creator is fun. That is until your family decides to spill the tea on what's on your social media in the group chat. Am I worried about it? No. But while we talking about group chats, I'm going to tell y'all about the time that I went to Peekaboo's in Atlanta. So let's strap in. This is not safe for work, but welcome to Conversations with the Priestess. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah, you're beautiful. So beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Conversation. It's your girl, Yanni T. I'm glad to be back with you all. And for those that are watching the first few minutes of this video on YouTube, I hope y'all can see the little stars in the background. I have a projector that I bought myself um, around the time of my birthday, I believe. And I have it in the background against my wall, giving me some type of, some type of ambiance in my bedroom. And I'm, I'm absolutely loving the ambiance that it's giving. My, since we last talked, all is well. Um, I had a great weekend, but I quickly realized on Monday that getting cross-faded after a hard day of work may not be that wise. This is what happened. I was on a munch, a Zoom munch, um, on Monday night that I'm regularly a part of. And I decided, hey, Monday was very rough. Retrograde is happening. The super moon is coming in Pisces. And so, you know what? I'm just going to take a little shot of fireball in my drink. And I'm going to smoke me a nice fat J. Needless to say, I started pre-gaming while I was on the phone, on the Zoom. And the next thing I know, it hit me. I'm like, bitch, we are an hour and some change into the Zoom. And I'm like, yeah, it was like 9.30, 9.45. I had also planned on doing a podcast, but I'm like, you know what? I'm a little too cross-faded right now because I was cross-faded as a motherfucker. I ended up talking to a friend of mine on the phone. I don't really remember what the conversation was. I talked to my partner and... I laid down, I took my medicine and I laid down and all I remember is waking up on Tuesday, refreshed as hell, but I was still kind of groggy and it took me a minute, but I was also recovering from drinking wine on Saturday night. So it was a lot of recovery going on. So I realized that at the age of 37, girl, you can't be drinking like that no more. Your body can't handle that no more. Okay. You are closer to 40 than you were 20. You can't do that no more, hon. You owe. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Because my body was like, bitch, check engine light is on. Check oil light is on. Baby, you need to get your ass to the shop and lay down. <laughs> the shop being my bed. And y'all, I must say, sleeping has been one of my favorite things this week that has carried me through the week. Oh, 
Glory to your name. And I just want to thank Mother God for naps and sleep because it does a body good. It does a body good. But I also thank her for Mary Jane. Mm, that blessed tree. Mm, that burning bush that Moses saw. Mm, the burning bush that saved me and you from going to jail when they try us at work. I love my job, but I work in customer service. And in customer service, you have to deal with a lot of nonsense from people, a lot of aggy behavior. So with that going on and then just dealing with life itself and planning for things coming up, you know, that can weigh on you mentally and emotionally. So rest was my portion, okay? And I hope that you all have been resting doing this here uh, retrograde and the supermoon because I sure did. But apart from me recovering, I have really um, just been relaxing. I have some things that I'm planning on doing with my adult content sector um, very soon. So I'm going to make an announcement here of some things that I'm planning um, before um, I go on off to surgery. Um, I'm looking at some ASMR things and trying new things. Um, and branching out as an adult content creator. So I hope that y'all get to enjoy a lot of the things that I'm bringing. So, and I really want to do more with ASMR uh, because I'm also a voice actress as well. So I have some things that I am working on, but I'm taking my time because boom, surgery's coming up and I'm, I'm fucking excited. And as I look at my life and look at where I am now, um, I often wonder how my content and the response I will get from my content will change as I venture into the next phase of my womanhood and that's getting my facial feminization. I often wonder what it's going to do for my career and I'm just being real with y'all. And I wonder what it's going to do for me in terms of opportunities in the music industry and in various spaces. Because unfortunately, we still have a lot of passability politics that particularly black trans women go through. And again, due to misogyny and the things that be, we know that black women, specifically cis black women, are often masculinized by society for not fitting the European standard of beauty. And I'm doing this facial feminization for me, but I do wonder what my content is going to look like, what my following will be like after facial feminization. And it's, it's not me being vain, but this is a legitimate concern. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching this video, um, to my tra fellow trans creators who have gotten facial feminization, I want I want y'all to share in the y'all experiences um, with after facial fem facial feminization. Um, I'm, of course, I'm going to keep y'all abreast in everything so of how that goes. But I'm excited. But in my excitement, I've learned that. I'm having to be mindful as to what I post on social media. And unfortunately, it is due to family members. Trigger warning. This is about to be some family drama. 
but then I'm gonna tell y'all about peekaboos. Being a black trans woman in a black conservative Christian family in the rural South is a very unique experience. Um, being black, queer, and trans, you are under more scrutiny than your cishet cousins, cishet siblings. You come under more, um, sometimes even control of family members or more abuse because of your gender identity, how you present yourself. And recently, I've had to block family members because number one, I do adult content and I'm changing my brand around to fit me now that I've really settled into who I am and what I want to do with my brand. But also, it's taken me having to disconnect completely from my family to have peace in my transition. And this also that I'm going into is about the messiness that people do on social media, period. I have been an adult content creator since my early 20s, on and off. I got to a point to where I did do sex work for survival. And now I'm able to do it because I like it, but also to have an income because if it don't make money, it don't make sense. However, a while back I had this vlog series called Bath Time Confessions on the previous iteration of this YouTube channel. I was doing this vlog confession, bath time confessions as a way to express my, my thoughts on being queer, my spirituality, me finding me because I had just really came out in 2010. And on top of that, start being a religious leader in the, in the queer religious community as well. But I was also deconstructing and reevaluating my whole relationship with the divine as a queer person. And ultimately, a trans person. So, within a couple of weeks of me starting this series and it really taking off, me sharing it on Facebook, Twitter, the various social medias that was popular in 2010, I have an aunt that oftentimes would report what I did on social media. And this is one of the many instances where she reported what I was doing on social media. She calls my uncle one morning and I just happened to wake up from my sleep and overhear this conversation. She calls my uncle to tell him that I'm in the bathtub doing videos, according to her words, naked, talking about gay stuff on YouTube. And I'm thinking to myself, why is she calling him telling him that? Like, I'm grown. I was like 24, 25 at the time. I'm wondering, bitch, why are you messing with a grown-ass adult? Bitch, mind you some business. So needless to say, I get up and I'm getting ready to have my breakfast, get ready for my day, go to work or whatever it is that I had to do for that day. And my uncle calls me to the side and he says, yo, um, auntie tells me that you've been doing videos naked in my bathtub. What you doing in my house? You want some freak shit? I'm like, no, I'm actually doing a vlog on YouTube called Bath Time Confessions 
and um, if she really saw my channel since she watched it she would have told you that I'm showing nothing but chest up I'm not even showing my nipples number two I'm not cussing I'm just talking about relationships in my life yes I'm talking about being gay because I am gay I was like, so really, why is y'all being messy about it? I'm grown. And I told my uncle, I said, you could have told her, mind your business, you're grown, or Yannick's grown, why are you bugging? But no, instead of defending me, my uncle decided to confront me and make a big deal out of it. And his reasoning was being, which I get, you're doing it in my house. And I don't feel safe. I get it. But I assured him nobody's going to know where you're living at. I'm not giving out the address. They're only seeing the background. Most of the time, they're seeing a wall. No one is going to know where you live at by simply a wall unless they done been to your house. Like, dumb shit. And looking back on it, I realized that was more so about control and just black folks being net messy and one thing I hated about that is that my uncle sided with my aunt, which I'm telling you what I'm doing. Why, Number one, why are you reporting what I'm doing on social media? And I've had an incident recently with the same aunt and another aunt that caused me to have to block them off of social media. And this is the stupid shit that us content creators go through sometimes, especially if we're queer and trans. We have family members that will share our stuff to be messy. And actually, you have some family members that make it their job to troll you on social media by hiding behind fake profiles. And I'm sharing this to see if anybody else has had to deal with this from toxic family members. I want to hear y'all's stories. So y'all inbox me or email me. The email is in the show notes. Um, and it will be showing up on the screen if you're watching this video. Y'all email me and, and let me know what your experiences have been concerning, concerning family members and just wanting to be all up in your business. I've never really understood that. And not even just with family members, but with people, period. Um, um, some time ago, I got word that someone had been messy and decided to share some of my adult content to someone. And mind you, at the time, I, weren't, I wasn't pastoring. I had stepped down from pastoring and was really trying to figure out if I wanted to even stay in ministry and regardless. But the fuck up part about the whole situation, this person called me and let me know that, hey, Bishop so-and-so has seen your um your adult content. Um granted you're not showing your face, but how did he know that it was you? I said, instead of asking me, you need to ask him, how does he know it was me? And why does he have a link to that information? Why don't you ask him that instead of coming to me asking why? And I'm like, this is the stupid shit I hate. And now that I'm open and bold about my shit. It doesn't bother me anymore when people share my shit. I don't get why people feel the need that if you know someone has an OnlyFans and they may not tell everybody about it and they may show face, they may or may not. Why would you be messy and just send it to their family members or send it to people that they know? Why would you be messy like that? Number one, you're being messy for you. You're not being messy for us. You're being messy for you. 
Number two, that shows that you have nothing better to do and you're projecting your own insecurities for whatever reason that they may be. But also, if I put it out there, I meant for it to be seen. So you're really not hurting me by sharing my adult content with my family members. You're creating mess, but you're really doing nothing but giving me free publicity, helping my algorithm. And number one, if you are in the place to see my adult content, what are you doing on that side of the internet in the first place? I don't like self-righteous ass people because in them trying to correct and uh, expose people, they really be telling on themselves with the bullshit that they do. Make it make sense. Y'all sound off and let me know about the incidents where people have tried to be messy with you on social media. So y'all, I'm going to take a quick break. Here are some church announcements. I'll be right back. Hey, what's up, my royal priesthood? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. A little bit of housekeeping. Please, if you love this podcast and you listen to this podcast, please share this podcast on your social media. Hashtag me talk, the number two priestess, talk to priestess when you're listening or if you've listened to the podcast and share your thoughts if you, or if you want to share your experience with me, it's greatly appreciated. If you want the video version of this podcast, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where I will typically post the first few minutes of the podcast episode or pour, uh, put a little snippet on there um, if you're not um, able to see the full or subscribe to the Patreon. But if you want to support this podcast and help this podcast grow and help me up my upgrade my equipment and upgrade, please subscribe to the Patreon. I'm going to bring some more material there. Um, I have some great things planned for this, but please, I want your input and please leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you listen to or stream this podcast. And I'll appreciate you all forever. So y'all live, love, and be free. Let's get back into the show. It's about to get delightful. Cause it ain't safe Welcome back. Now that we've talked about family drama, again, I don't understand why people share your social media stuff in an effort to be messy or cause drama, but it is what it is. We're going to let them be the drama all by themselves because I don't want no drama in my life. I like having fun. That's what I like. And speaking of fun. I told y'all I was going to tell y'all about the, the that time I went to Peekaboo's. So, this was back in about 2013. It was during the summer months. Me and my best friend had just gotten out of church and I had picked my best friend up. We were supposed to go to another church event for the church that I was a part of and fulfilling my religious leader um, duties at the time. And my bestie and I decided since the program was canceled and I had just rented this badass blue Prius, I said, bitch, let's not let this rental go to waste. I had been looking at peekaboos online and had been getting curious about bathhouses and glory holes. So peekaboo stood out for me. And for those listening, if y'all know the shenanigans that, or if you participated in the shenanigans at peekaboos, I want y'all to hit my adult Twitter up 
the Merlin Mystique page. I want y'all to hit me up with the hashtag talk to priestess as well. I want y'all to hit me up there. That's how I know if y'all been listening. Hit me up there because I want to know about your experiences um, at glory holes or bathhouses. Y'all can also write into me if you want your letter to be featured on conversations with the priestess. Just send me an email or hit me up on inbox and you can be anonymous. Now back to the point. So <clears throat> I told my best friend, I said, well, girl, I've been looking at this place and mind you, um, this was pre-transition for us at the time. So normally I'm very feminine when I go out to places like that. But since this was a place where it was going to be sexual, I felt that I wouldn't be sexually pleasing if I was totally femme. So I kind of butched it up. So I decided I had been working it out at the gym. And this was a couple of years before I decided to transition. I had been working out at the gym. Your girl had a little bit of definition and tone, baby. <laughs> I was a sexy motherfucker. Still a sexy motherfucker. So at this point, me and my best friend decided, girl, let's go ahead and go to peekaboo. So I said, I'm going to butch it up. And I had tried to start talking in my lower register. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to put on my black tank top and my black basketball shorts with the red trim and my black tennis shoes matching had my new ear stud earrings in had a, just got a fresh haircut ready and now i pride myself in my looks okay so i'm doing what it got to do and so i was real confident so i'm talking like yo i said like yo bessie you ready to hit atlanta and my best friend was like wait a minute who is this? You trying to give trade and y'all my bestie Joan don't me cause she knew I was famous fuck, but you know, I could put it up when I want to, you know, change my voice a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's how I roll back then. But I, I, I that I hate, mm, I hate when my, that I, I don't, I don't hate that I can go that deep, but you know, I, I, I talk in my regular register because I'm not comfortable talking in in that deeper register and i prefer talking in this register because it's comfortable for me and it is it helps me with my dysphoria always have so needless to say we finally get on the road and go to atlanta we've prepared did our duties and i had already made up in my mind i want to try being burst but i may just top but if I do bottom, I'm going to use a condom. So I had condoms and lubes and everything went prepared. And it was customary that if me and my friend was going some, was going out of town, we would pregame a little bit on the way down there or beforehand. We would get a little bit tipsy and we'll, you know, get some stuff on the way to kind of refresh us and shit. So we hit the road to Atlanta. We having fun. We're dancing in the car while we driving and speaking and shit. And my best friend is over there playing the beats and voguing. My best friend hits a dip with in the seat and was like, bitch. I was like, all right, girl, don't tell us up. This is a rental. So we finally get to where we're going. And if you know where peekaboos were, y'all hashtag me. I remember when. That let, again, that let me know y'all listening. So... We finally get there, and I remember it vividly. Um, we get down there, and we decided we was going to mill around and see what it was giving. So we sat in the car. We drank a little bit of the Four loco that we had gotten from the store and split it to kind of ease our nerves. And I had took a gas station pill 
at this point because I was curious as to what it, how it would make me feel. A curious 25-year-old, 20-something, no, 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 no. I was around 27 at this point, so I was around 27. Curious 27-year-old, explore my sexuality. And we had hit this four loco, and I had a Red Bull because I was off the next day. So, but I wanted to party. So, get there. We like, oh, girl, I'm scared. Like, what we going to do? I was like, girl, we're going to be fine. Damn, this has been like 10 years ago, and I'm telling the story. Damn. So, we go in there. We get in the parking lot, and we could tell that it was a bunch of, it was, okay, given that the time, what I identified as, I was a little butch queen. So, given it was a lot of different types of men there, gay men, bisexual men there. Okay. So me and my best friend, we was like, wow. So the front part of it was like a bookstore, but in behind the bookstore, you had the glory hall. And this was before they renovated it. Then next door, they had like a theater with some booths. They later converted this to just an extension of just the glory halls. And they had did so many different things with it before they closed. So we go into where it's the booth and it's nothing but eye candy everywhere and trade everywhere and hoishness and debauchery. So we go around and we decide we just going to separate. Girl, keep your phone on you in case something happens. We going to be good. So I was given, we was given fake names. I believe my name was D'Angelo or either Lyric. It was something, maybe Angel D, one of my aliases that I used. And I forgot what my bestie used. So I'm like, yo, my name D'Angelo or whatever. I'm going to say with D'Angelo because I can't remember what I used. But I remember getting there. I'm being all trade. And this one dude looks at me and makes eyes with me to, you know, come in a booth with him. He goes in one booth, I go on the other side. And what a glory hole is, if you're not familiar, a glory hole is basically a sex club. They may have these booths where you can put your penis in or put your mouth up to where you can give or get head or get fucked. So I went in this booth, this man sticks his dick in the thing. And of course, I went to town. No shame in my game. Then came around, stuck my dick in, he gave me head. And he was like, yo, let's meet up in another booth. So we end up going to another booth. He ends up wanting to bottom for me. Of course, I used the condom, got some lube, lubed it up. You know, I tested it, made sure it was fucking ready. If it was ready for my piece. And I proceeded to enter inside of this band and pleasure his inward parts. And I'm, and it was an experience. I loved it. And oh my gosh, I was like already hornier than a motherfucker. And at the time I loved doing, doing poppers, doing the rush and the jungle juice. So I hit a little hit with him and it's like my body relaxed. And I start, whoo, I start going to town on that ass. And next thing you know, I got my nut or whatever. And I'm like, damn, I'm still horny. Okay. So I cleaned myself up, refreshed myself in the bathroom, and then I head on over to the movie theater. And in the theater, they would be playing porn videos. And you would see some guys jacking off. You would see some guys, um, 
getting head or either giving head or just straight out fucking. So I get over there and again, I'm giving mostly top, which I thought I was going to give more bottom, but I actually ended up giving straight top the whole time. And I'm not going to tell my friend's story. I'm going to have to get her on here to tell her story. So needless to say, me and my friend had a good time. We stayed there. I forgot how long we stayed there, but not long after that, we ended up leaving and ended up eating and coming back home. And we had a great weekend. And of course, we ventured into the other places in Atlanta. I'm going to share a little bit more about those at another time. But those those were exciting times. And that was 10 years ago. I was in my 20s. And it was an experience. But that also opened me up to um, a lot of nuances and how sex, especially queer and trans sex, was at that time 10 years ago and seeing how now people are more open we're seeing people being open and is and openly talking about sexuality in a healthy manner and educating people i'm glad to see that so y'all tell me tell me your experiences about your first time at a bathhouse or at a glory hole i would love to hear it so y'all Live, love, and be free. Don't forget to follow this podcast if it's your first time. Share this podcast. Leave us a comment. Live, love, and be free. Smooches. You're beautiful. Yeah.